What if I told you that your entire financial future, whether you can get a loan, rent an apartment, or even land a job, often hinges on one single three-digit number? Yep, that's right, we're talking about your credit score. That mysterious number has an outsized impact on our lives, but most people don't actually understand how it's calculated or what it really means. Well, we're going to demystify that for you today. I'll tell you all about credit scores, the different scoring models, what a good range or a bad range is, and as a bonus, how to freeze your credit score. Let's do this. This is your money on easy mode with Damien from the PSA. That's right. We did it. We created a podcast. My name's Damien, and I spread financial knowledge that puts your money on easy mode. I'm that weird friend of yours who obsesses over credit card signup bonuses, high yield savings account interest rates, and index fund expense ratios. I'll be releasing weekly episodes of this podcast. In each show, I'll cover an interesting news article related to personal finance. We'll tackle a main topic. And then finally, I'll give you a taste of what else I've been doing around the internet. In addition to this podcast, I run a website called thepsa.co, where I publish weekly articles related to personal finance, saving, spending, and investing. And I also am very active on Instagram and TikTok, publishing multiple videos per week on those topics. Okay, in today's episode, we will get a jaw-dropping, and that's not an exaggeration, confession from a big name in the personal finance industry. Then we'll learn all about credit scores, what they are, how to check them, and how to freeze them. And then finally, we'll decide if it's time to sell our stocks. 2023 was an excellent year in the stock market. Is it time to cash out? All right, here we go. And now for some headlines. In our headline segment tonight, we're coming in hot and spicy right out of the gate. Robert Kiyosaki is one of the gurus in the personal finance space. He burst onto the scene many decades ago with his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a mixed review for me. I think the first couple of chapters are beneficial in that he tells people to focus on spending money on assets rather than liabilities. But everything after that, I'd say, is hot garbage. Yes, that's a technical term. Why do I say that? Well, Mr. Kiyosaki is big on rah-rah motivational speeches but not very good at technical, tactical details of how to get things done. Now, if you want to learn that information from him, he promises that you have to spend thousands of dollars on his seminars and his workshops where he'll give you all those details. Anyways, I could go on a rant for hours about Mr. Kiyosaki. He's sort of turned into the Internet's conspiracy theory grandpa in the personal finance space. So that brings us to our headline. In a recent video he posted on Instagram, he confessed to being in huge debt, among some other crazy statements. Let's listen in. We use debt to buy assets. A lot of people use debt to buy liabilities. So I drive a Ferrari. Guess what? It's paid off 100% because it's a liability. I drive a Rolls Royce. It's paid off 100% because it's a liability. Now, so I use debt as money and I don't save cash because in 1971, the dollar became debt. Tricky Dick Nixon took us off the gold standard. So at that point, I save gold. So all the money I make, if I buy something with debt, so that's I'm a billion two in debt, because if I go bust, the bank goes bust. Not my problem. 
know what I mean? And all the cash I make is I convert to silver and gold. And pretty soon it got to be a big problem, which is why I own Bitcoin also, because I just don't trust the freaking dollar. Whew, I don't even know where to start. There is so much wrong here. Mr. Kiyosaki starts off okay by stating that he doesn't purchase cards with debt. I think that's a great plan. You shouldn't take on consumer debt for things like vehicles. However, then he quickly veers into conspiracy theory territory and his standard doom saying. Yes, we went off the gold standard about 50 years ago and our economy hasn't collapsed yet. So please get over it. I'm tired of hearing about these gold bugs with their gold standard arguments. Then we get to his bombshell confession. He says he's $1.2 billion in debt, ostensibly in order to invest in gold, and that it's the bank's problem, not his. Mr. Kiyosaki, you are the problem. Either you're lying about this debt, which is very possible, he's lied about a lot in his past, or his callousness towards the effects of his actions on others is plenty of reason to ignore what else he has to say. Then he wraps up by saying he doesn't trust the dollar, he trusts gold. Yeah, if the dollar goes to zero and the economy collapses, I'm sure you'll be able to trade those gold bars for toilet paper. No. Everyone, public service announcement, please stop taking money advice from Mr. Kiyosaki. All right, in our main story tonight, we're gonna to teach you all about credit scores. Spoiler alert, this is only part one of a two-parter. There was so much information that I wanted to teach you about your credit that I couldn't fit it into one podcast. So next episode, we'll continue this conversation. Today, though, I'm going to teach you what a credit score is, what your credit report is, who the credit bureaus are, why your scores are sometimes different, and what a good credit score is and how to freeze it. Okay, that's a lot of territory to cover. So let's jump right in. Starting out super basic, what is a credit score? A credit score is a numerical representation of your credit history as contained in your credit reports. The main credit scores, and there's more than one, come from FICO. The Fair Isaac Corporation invented the FICO score and they have iterated and created multiple models over time. Right now, there is, I believe, a version nine that's out, but most companies use version eight. In addition to the FICO score, there's also a credit score called the Vantage score. Now, the Vantage score is different from the FICO score in that it was invented by the three credit bureaus, not by the Fair Isaac Corporation. FICO score is the most widely used. Over 90% of companies that check credit use the FICO score, but the Vantage score is the new player in the space and is up and coming. So there's an explanation of the different types of scoring models. FICO, big player in the room, Vantage score, up and comer. Now let's talk about your credit report. Your score is based off your credit report. Your credit report contains a record of all of your credit accounts. I know, super basic stuff. We'll get to more interesting things here in a minute. So your credit report is gonna contain information about your credit cards, both open and closed cards, your mortgages, any other loans like car loans, student loans, etc. It's a report of all of the accounts that you have 
and your payment history for those accounts. So who collects these credit reports and where do they live? There are three credit bureaus, meaning the companies that keep track of your credit report and your credit scores. Those three bureaus are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. You can check your credit report for free once per year with each bureau. The easiest way to do that is to go to the website annualcreditreport.com, which lets you log into each of those once a year for free to check your credit report. In addition to that though, most credit cards and services like Credit Karma offer you access to your score and your report for free throughout the year. So recapping, the score is a numeric representation of your credit report. Your credit reports are maintained by the three different credit bureaus and they contain a history of your credit accounts and your payment history. So have you ever noticed that you apply for a loan somewhere and you get one score and then you apply for a loan somewhere else and you get a score that could be 20 points different? This is common and it can happen for multiple reasons. So first of all, whoever's checking your credit might be using a different scoring model than the other place. So place A that's checking your credit might be using FICO. Place B might be using Vantage Score. These scoring models use different information and reach different conclusions. That's less of an issue. You could have different scores because the different bureaus have different information about you. This could be a bigger issue. If one of the credit bureaus is missing one of your lines of credit and you have good payment history with that line, you want to reach out to that bureau to make them aware that they're missing some of your credit history. So different bureaus could have different information about you. Some of that information in turn could be fraudulent. If you check your credit report with a credit bureau and that information is incorrect, you need to notify them about it so they can correct it. The more information that the different bureaus have on you that's in line with each other, the closer the credit scores will be among those three bureaus. Okay, let's talk about good and bad credit scores. So the score is a three-digit number. At the lowest end, you can have a score of 300. If you have no credit history, you would have no credit score. Then the lowest score you could have is 300, and the highest perfect credit score is 850. Of course, a higher score is better. So let's talk about the ranges. If you have a score of 800 or higher, this is considered exceptional. This is golden. This is basically a perfect credit score. You'll have access to the best credit terms and the best credit rates. Now you don't need to shoot for a score of 800 or higher. In fact, if you have a score of 740 or higher, that's considered excellent credit. You will probably get access to the same credit options as a score of 800 or above. Going lower in the hierarchy of credit scores, a score of 670 to 739 is considered good or average. With this type of score, you'll get accepted for most credit lines, but you won't have the best rates. You'll probably pay more in interest than someone with a higher credit score. So 670 and above are considered good, excellent, exceptional. Dropping below that, a score from 620 to 669 is considered fair. Fair is not good. 
you'll get accepted for some credit lines, but your interest rates are gonna be pretty steep. Now, anything below 620 is considered poor. Borrowing is gonna be difficult and very expensive. You're gonna to need to seriously work on your credit before you should apply for credit cards or loans. Now, stay tuned in episode two, I'm gonna talk about how you can boost your credit. So if your score is say 670 or below, you're definitely gonna to wanna to tune into episode two. Now, the final topic in our main segment tonight has to do with protecting your credit score. So the three different bureaus contain your credit history. And when someone makes an inquiry or asks about your credit history and credit score, they reach out to those three bureaus. It's possible that fraudsters can take your identity and attempt to open credit in your name. This is very common and it's a pain to try to clean up. You can protect yourself from these fraudsters by doing what's called a credit freeze. By freezing your credit at each of the three bureaus, this blocks any new inquiries while your credit is frozen. The process is very simple. Go to each of the three credit bureaus' websites. Once again, that's Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, and follow the links to get logged in and create a credit freeze. While that freeze is in place, neither you or anyone else will be able to apply for new credit using your identity. Now, when you do want to apply for new credit, you can easily thaw or unfreeze that credit with each of the three bureaus. They give you options of temporarily thawing it so you could open it up for a day or two to allow credit inquiries, or you can completely remove the freeze. Here's your homework assignment. Go check your credit with each of the three credit bureaus either by using annualcreditreport.com or by creating accounts directly with each credit bureau, then freeze your credit to protect it from fraudsters. Let's check in on the PSA around the web. And now for something completely different. The stock market went up about 25% in 2023, which was a beautiful, awesome thing. Now that we're at near all-time highs, is now the right time to cash out your stocks? In a recent Instagram video I posted, I answered this question. Let's tune in. Stock market is up, baby. Is it time to cash in? The answer is maybe, but probably no. Let's talk about it. Over the past year, the US stock market has gone up almost 25%. That's a beautiful thing. That's got investors thinking, is it time for me to lock in some of those gains? Here's the thing, timing the market is crazy hard. What we may think is the top could just be one stop on the way to going even higher. Instead of trying to time the market, focus on your long-term strategy. Your long-term strategy should involve a mix of stocks for growth and bonds for safety. As you get closer to retirement age, you should cash in some of your stocks to buy bonds. If you don't wanna manage this yourself, investing in a target date fund does all of this automatic rebalancing for you. So the moral of the story is tune out the day-to-day -day noise of the stock market and invest for the long term. Rebalance over time as you get closer to retirement age. If you found this information helpful, please like and follow. All right, so long story short is no, don't cash out. Unless you're getting close to retirement, then you should already have a plan in place to gradually move from stocks over to bonds and more secure assets in your retirement portfolio. If you want to follow me on TikTok or Instagram, my handle is the PSA Damien.
And that's it. Thank you for tuning into episode one of Your Money on Easy Mode. We once again saw that Robert Kiyosaki is not a trustworthy source for financial advice. We learned all about how credit scores are determined and where they're stored. And finally, we talked about what to do with the market at near all-time highs. And that's it. Your homework assignment, go check your credit score and freeze that credit. See ya. Thanks for listening to Your Money on Easy Mode. If you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe and share it with a friend.